Good morning, my friends. How are y'all doing today? I am so excited to be here, and I will start this podcast by saying that I have some news and I have some good stuff coming up very soon. I wanted to stay tuned because my goal to grow this podcast has not stopped. Uh, but I do want to go in a little different direction. As you notice, I've changed the name, I've changed the description, I changed the cover. I want this podcast to be a place that we can talk about everything for every age in terms of growing, healing, uh, professionally speaking, mentally speaking, all, all the stuff that um, can help you really grow in your life. Um, And to do that, I can't be the only one coming in here and talking about you all about all those sorts of things. Uh, I need to have other people whose expertise, knowledge, struggles, stories, uh, he, like everything is more, it has just a different perspective. I think hearing different opinions, hearing different perspectives, hearing different stories may really help people navigate their own challenges. And that's... That's all I want to do with this podcast is help you navigate your own challenges. There's no need for us to be in this by ourselves. We often go through the same struggles, uh, the same desires, the same paths. So why not just uh, lean on each other? With that being said, stay tuned for speakers that are going to be coming on in the next few weeks, okay? Uh, and if you're interested in being on my podcast and maybe sharing your story, sharing your struggle, sharing your journey or advice, please, please let me know. You can DM me um, in my Instagram at uh, C-A underline B-O-T-T-I or feel free to email me at carolina body zero uh, five at gmail.com okay so again very excited about this and i really want to continue on this path of speaking and helping other people with that being said today i want to talk about something that i will say a lot of people is struggle with or have struggled which is a career um, and a, a professional life speaking, especially after undergrad or post-grad school. And if you heard my podcast before, you know that I am currently employed. I'm very thankful. I love my job. I love my team. I love what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day task. Uh, I have opportunities for traveling. I might be traveling a little bit. Um, I have opportunities for growth, salary-wise is good. I'm truly happy where I am. And that was always very important for me uh, because, you know, wanting or not, I spent six years of my life educating myself, earning uh, experiences, uh, having unpaid internships, paid internships, you know, part-time jobs. And I feel that I would have failed if I wouldn't have been able to find a job. However, that is nothing but BS because our values are not attributed to finding a job or not. And I feel right now I have a lot of folks, a lot of people that I know is struggling, um, 
to find also an opportunity after undergrad, post-grad school. It's just really hard. The market is hard. Being an international student is extremely difficult in this uh, country. And when the time is right, I will share everything with you about what I'm doing through my process. But I am currently an OPT. Um, and again, it really differs from your major, what you have studied, you know, STEM engineering is a little different than like international affairs or development or, you know, uh, political science, things like that. But if I can help you, I will tell you what I did and why I think I was successful in my journey, which was, you know, success, I meaning like finding a job. But again, success can look extremely different. Maybe your success story was never, you know, having a nine to five job, just building your own business, becoming an influencer, becoming a TikToker, working for your parents, whatever it is, your success, that's fine. I will be exclusively talking about the steps that I did to lend me an amazing development job in the area that I have studied. Uh, a day after I graduated. So uh, when you are an F1 student, which I am, and I was, you have three months post completion of your degree to find a job in the US, otherwise you have to leave. I mean, that doesn't apply to STEM, I believe, but typically that's, that's accurate. I found a job, I had a job the day after I graduated, it was my first day at work. Now, that is actually my first tip. If you're about to graduate or you graduate in six months or you graduate in a year, don't fool yourself in thinking, oh, I worry about it later. No. First big mistake. Why? Because the later that you decide to apply and things like that, you are actually just going to be competing with everyone else that just graduated, all the international students who are also very qualified and are also looking for full-time opportunities. So, Carol, when is the best time to start looking for a job? Well, I started in November or December of last year, 2022. Now, is this the best time? I would say no, not to apply. But that is the best time to start creating connections and sending maybe applications, uh, having interviews. Um, and I'll tell you why. I got a couple offers and 99% of them, except the one, of course, I got, uh, they require me to start working within two weeks, you know, a week, three weeks, never two months later. And that's another thing. When you are in this kind of visa, you can only start working, you know, the day after you graduate, which for me was May 10th. Um, so if you have an interview, you know, and you get a job in January and you tell them, hey, I can only start working on May 10th, they're going to tell you, oh, thank you, bye, that's not going to work. However, again, you don't want to be the person applying in May or even end of April because to me that means you're competing with everyone else that's as hard as it is as, you know, not getting any offer. So uh, what I would suggest is regardless if you are in a student or not student visa is to start looking and applying and, and, and just having the experience of interviews. Trust me, I had so many interviews uh, that I, I lost count. I 
started having an Excel sheet and then I eventually just was like, oh, I, I can't keep track anymore. Probably like around 50 or, no, not 50, but around 30 to 40 interviews for sure in the past year. And one offer. I mean, not one offer, but one, a uh, couple offers, but one, of course, one job. Anyways, I would recommend first, start applying six months before your intended start day. Again, applying doesn't mean you truly want those jobs, but it means you are reviewing a resume, you are talking with other people, you are looking for your qualifications, you are uh, managing your cover letter, you are getting material, gathering networks, and having that experience of interviewing. Having the mindset that you cannot start your work in six months. And again, always having those conversations. When can you start? It's extremely important that you're honest and open about that. And if it's the right opportunity, they're going to wait like my job did. And if not, it's not, then it's not for you. Second thing, you have to network. But I think people have a different idea of what networking means. I think people think that networking means going to a social event, talking to a bunch of strangers and, you know, keeping in touch for the next three months to eventually maybe reach out to them and be like, hey, my friend, can you refer me to this position? That's not what networking means to me personally. What I did, and I can recognize that a lot of people are going to be uncomfortable with that, but I went on fire on my LinkedIn Social events, for sure. I went to conferences. I went to workshops. I went to sessions. IDB, World Bank, I International Monetary Fund, meetings, whatever. Yes, but 90% of my time would be filled by creating connections online. Nowadays, it's not hard, you all. You can do that in three different ways. One, by exploring your LinkedIn. I would apply for a position, let's say, at the World Bank. Then I would search World Bank on LinkedIn. I would see that this person deals with gender and I would connect with them and I would send a message. Hey, I would love to have a quick meeting with you to talk about your experience at the company. They would respond. A lot of people would not respond, but the people that would respond, they would make sure they give you their time and they are, uh, they are helpful. Some people would be like, oh, you know what, your interest, oh my gosh, you have a master's, you have a, a background, let me send you the application. Other people would literally just be like, um, how can I help you? And I'll be like, I, the, I see this position is open, I have this, 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 and this skill, I think it would be a great fit, can you refer me to the person that I can talk to about applying for this role? And they would send me either the person's information, the person's email, or they would say, oh, it's me. Uh, I will pass it over to the HR. Why is this step so important? Guys, a company wants to save time, right? Imagine you are hiring, you are the hiring manager, and you have a LinkedIn presence, let's say, and you're reviewing hundreds and hundreds of resumes. And someone texts you and says, hey, I'm very interested. I already applied. Here are three of my main skills that fits the description. 
is there any any way that you know you can make sure my application gets you know pat pushed through as a hiring manager i appreciate you reaching out to me that makes my job easier um if i'm a good person or you know i'm i'm just interested in helping that makes sense to me to to help you in that sense and i'm not saying that is what every company does but i can definitely say that if you are solely relying on applying online you are mainly going to hear no's and why is that i don't know i have talked to people at amazing organizations big ones that have firsthand told me we closed the application internally after a number of people have applied you know that's just how it is um and and then it keeps open people keep applying but there's no more roles to be filled right and i know it's complicated and i know it's sad but that means you have to be proactive that means you have to reach out to people connect with people uh shoot a message shoot an email literally say this hello i can i uh, should i pull it out i'm not gonna pull it out but i had done this in so many situations and i had I currently have a great a great amount of people and connections that I've made through the time that I had been applying. And again, I've been successful. The job that I currently have, it was because I reached out to a recruiter and actually the director of my program. Oh my God, Carol, that's so bold. I'm not going to start reaching out to directors of companies. Well, you don't have to. But I did, and it worked, again, because it shows you are proactive, you are eager, you are energetic. And again, if you have an on-point LinkedIn profile, that's so much easier as a recruiter, a talent acquisition, to just look at your profile and be like, oh, that, that, that fits great. Let me shoot an email. Let me schedule an interview. I would usually have an interview set after like a day or two uh, whenever I would reach out to the companies and the roles. So again... Connecting is highly important. I currently have my job because I applied online. After I applied, I reached out to a couple recruiters and I said, hi, I'm very interested. I'm very passionate. I really would like to have my application pushed through or have an interview if I'm giving the opportunity. And I got it. Uh, I had one interview. They offered me the job. I had a couple offers waiting, including one in France, which I talked to you guys about. And then I decided, no, that this is what I had worked really hard for. So I was going to stay. So connecting is very important. Applying early is very important. Now, when people ask me about their resumes, their cover letters, I cannot promise you people are going to read that. Okay. Because now I'm inside a company and, you know, Sometimes we don't actually look at that, uh, cover letters especially. But not providing that when requested can also be tricky. So, you know, I would make sure that, of course, you review that, you put an effort into it, you look at it. But again, if you have a, refer- a reference, uh, re- reference, if you have a name that you can put on, or if you can have a person inside the organization pushing through your application, I would say your chances are much higher. Interview tips. Few things that I believe are very important. Uh, first, always be on time. Uh, be smiley, but not too much. You don't want to come across as like... I was very scared that in my interviews I came across as very like young. Um, 
and like a baby because that's honestly what I, I look like, I feel. Um, so I, I would try to be a little more serious, but nice, uh, but not super nice, right? You want to give your answers straight to the point and you want to be able to read the talent, the, the recruiter's mind, the interviewer's mind, which means if you are extending yourself, let's say you have been giving a response for over 30 seconds, 60 seconds, you want to be able to say, hi, uh, you know, you're giving a response and then you say, I know I'm extending myself a little bit, so please let me know if you have any questions and I can expand on this. And they, of course, they will be like, oh, she's aware, you know, that like she's been talking for a little bit, so she's aware, that's great. Uh, you want to be able to give, to have questions at the end of the role, right? You want to be able to, when they ask you, do you have any questions for us? You want to have questions. Set aside three or five questions, um, you know, about the organization, the organization's culture, People love talking about themselves. So ask the person, hey, what has been your favorite project in the company? Can you tell me a little bit about it? What has ex what has been exciting to you? Uh, and usually people are going to be delighted to talk about themselves, which is fascinating, right? I know people get nervous, but having confidence is a skill. It's not something that you need to really have you can pretend you have and i know this is gonna sound bad and i do think i have both but pretending you have confidence is extremely important and to me what gives me confidence is putting makeup you know dressing professionally which you should always do regardless if the interview is in person or online um again make sure because sometimes all you're gonna have in three months is one interview right and you want to make sure that you don't lose that opportunity which trust me you probably will Again, I had so many interviews and to be what it works is believing that the right opportunity and the right fit will come up for me and for them. I don't want to be part of an organization that I'm underpaid. I also don't want to be part of an organization that doesn't have any values. I don't want to be part of an organization that is treating me, that doesn't is not showing up on time for their meeting. No, you know? So it's important that you realize that this process suck really bad, but it's for your own benefit, right? Um, again, during the interview, make sure you thank them and make sure, and that's something that I had implemented in the last couple uh, months when I was interviewing, that you tell them in the last, you know, two minutes of the interview, why you would be a great fit again and thanking them. So it would look something like this. Thank you so much for uh, for the interview, Carol. Do you have any final questions for us? And I would say, thank you all so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me today. Although I don't have any further questions, which if I do, I'll make sure to email you. I just want to emphasize that I'm really excited about this role. I believe that my experience with migration, gender equality, and my master's in international affairs would be a great fit for the organization. So... Please let me know if you have any questions or concerns. You can email me and I'll be so happy to respond with your inquiries. That's it. Why? Because you just talked so much for over 30 minutes or an hour and people may get lost. You may have said something or two things that don't make, didn't make sense or an example that didn't make sense. You want to make sure that you end the interview with like a good note. You know, it's like it's the sandwich 
uh, criticism. You know, when they say it's like, oh, you're beautiful. I'm really upset about... No, that was a bad example. Let's say uh, it's like, oh, I think you are so talented. Sometimes you may lose focus of the path you are on, but I know that you are so enthusiastic about making a difference. You know, when you do this, like this kind of quote-unquote criticism, you are complimenting and you're leaving the criticism in the middle, so they kind of forgot about it, but they didn't really. Um, It's what I do with my interviews. I made sure I initiate an interview in a very positive way, talking about myself, talking about my skills, talking about my experiences. Then we have the bulk that are the questions. The questions are, of course, the hardest part. Um, And it's the part that you can mess up, right? You can give an example or two. You cannot have the proper skills. But then you end the interview again in a good note. You are positive. You are enthusiastic. You are eager to learn. And that usually works really well, right? So these are my main tips for you guys. Um, In terms of like how to even get the first interview, I cannot recommend anything more than looking at the organizations you want to work at, then look specifically at a department. So there was one place I applied for, Pan American Development Foundation, PADF. If you go on the website, you can look who works here. Literally, who works here? There is like 20 directors. I connected with every single one of them on my LinkedIn. I know it may sound creepy, but trust me, it's not. And the more you build that skill and you're able to talk to people and shake hands and and ask people, hey, are you available to go for a coffee? Are you available for a 10-minute Zoom interview? Here is the link. Let's set it up. I have some questions for you. Most people like to be appreciated and like to be helpful. It makes us feel good. Our egos get boosted when someone asks for us to talk about ourselves. So make sure that you do that to others, to your own benefit, right? I say that because I have now so many people that reach out to me and they ask about, you know, how I landed this job, how I did this, uh, how they can learn. And the people that are sincere and that are putting in the effort, I want to retribute. I want to make an impact. I want to help others. So it it goes both ways. I want to feel good and you want to find a job. And if I can help you, I will, right? Uh, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're going to reach out to people. I had friends reaching out to me and saying like, Kara, can I apply to your company? I said yes. I helped them. I try on my end to make their applications go further and they haven't gotten an interview. Because again, the market is hard and you your resume has to be aligned with you know what they're looking for. Uh, but it's it's a matter of keep going. Keep trusting yourself. Keep trusting the system. Uh, and making sure that you are connecting with the right people. If you are just living in a bubble, not attending any events, uh, not you know putting yourself out there either you know remotely or in person, it will be harder. And there's no need to be. You have to be proactive. You have to try. So these are my tips for you today. Oh my gosh, I'm so thirsty. So one second. But on another note, similarly to career path, um, 
once you have the job, you may start feeling like what's next, right? When am I gonna get a promotion? Um, you start seeing maybe the flaws of the organization. You start maybe having the sense of, oh, it's just what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life, whatever. I think it's important, that is my opinion, that your job brings a sense of accomplishment, right? And I hate when people say, you know, like, separate your job from your life. What are you talking about? I, I start working sometimes at 8 a.m. and I finish at 6. What do you mean separate my job from my life? That's my life. A, a huge, you know, it's almost like someone saying, you know, like, you're asleep. It's not who you are. What do you mean? I sleep for eight hours at least. That's a huge part of what I do in my day. Same with a job. So I would, you know, make sure that when you're applying for a job, you actually like what you do. I know you want to pay the bills. And trust me, I would have taken probably any job just for the money. But if you don't like what you are doing, most likely you're not going to do it for long enough right? And I would recommend that you stay longer in an interview process than you get inside an organization. You work for six months and then you drop it and just so you can start the interview process all over again and having a resume that you worked for six months at a company. And they're like, what happened? Why only six months? Um, Especially if that happens multiple times. So again, If you have that privilege, I know, you know, time and money are so important, but make sure that you are enjoying what you do. And if you don't, then do something about it. You know, like I can never see myself staying at a job that I I hate uh, just for the sake of, you know, whatever. You need to be appreciated. If you're getting underpaid, uh, but you're not communicating that with your supervisors, with the company, uh, if you're scared of living, if you're unhappy, whatever it is, and you're just not doing, taking ownership for your responsibility of changing that, you are going to have troubles, not only in your job, but in every other aspect of your life, romantically, mentally, you know, with friends. So again, make sure that when you have a job, it's part of who you are. And choose it wisely. I will tell you a situation to end this podcast. Um, I was in a meeting a couple weeks ago. And at the end of the meeting, we have this thing that we call kudos. And, and we appreciate someone that has helped us in a task or whatever it is. And I had three people in my team complimenting me and saying thank you carol she's been so good she's been here only for two months like she's been so helpful and i broke down okay and guys since my dad has uh, disappeared i have not taken a single day off not one hour not a day nothing not even a holiday i have been working non-stop one, because I love it. Two, because I want to prove myself for sure. And three, because it actually distracts me from thinking that I will never talk to my dad again. Sorry if that was too dark, but that's the truth. Um, but when they said that, I broke down. I started crying in the middle of, in the end of the meeting with everyone around me in person. My director was next to me 
Fortunately, it was the end of the meeting, so people saw me crying and they left the room and my director and another colleague stayed by my side and they were like, are you okay? What's going on? And I was tearing up and I said, I am so happy and I feel so blessed and I'm so proud of myself. And I wish I could tell my dad that... I wish I could tell my dad that so he could be proud of me as well. And I will never do that again. And their response... Sorry. Their response was just the most... You know, I don't know how long I'm going to be at this organization for, but... I felt a sense of like, this was meant to be, right? Um, my director, you know, had tears in her eyes too. And she was like, Carol, are you taking care of yourself mentally? Are you seeking a therapist? Is there anything I can do for you? You are so strong. Like, you are doing so great. I can't imagine what you're going through. And for you guys, you may not think about that, but... Imagine if I was in a company where, first, they didn't even appreciate you at all, right? But second, after I cried, they would come to me and be like, hey, Carol, that is completely inappropriate. Please go home. Imagine the consequence that that would have in my day. Like, it is so huge, right? Um, so that is why I'm saying you have to see the red flags, not only in your friendships, your relationships, but also in your job, it's extremely important that you have people in your corner that are cheering you up, that are being there for you, that are being helpful, that are uh, curious about you. This company has done so much for me in the past two months than I could have ever like imagined I would be um, receiving just you know uh, as as an entry level position. So again, make sure that you take the time to research the company you're going to work for uh, and that you are being proactive and that you are trying really hard. That's all I can tell you guys. The right thing is going to come up. It may take time. There were many times where I cried. I told my boyfriend, oh my God, I will not have a job. I'll have to go back to Brazil, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he would be like, Carol, I'm not worried. And I'll be mad. I'll be like, why are you not as anxious as I am, like, what's wrong with you? And he would tell me, Carol, because I know you will get a job. I know you better than anyone. And I know you are going to have people competing to have you at your company. You have been working since you're 17 years old. Like, I know you're going to have a job. And he was right. But, you know, when you are going through that, it's really hard to see it, uh, to trust the process and to trust yourself. But again, don't lose hope. I'm here for you. If you want to talk to me, if you want to add me on LinkedIn, if you want to send me a resume, if you want to go for coffee, please, please, please reach out. Don't be the person ignoring. Uh, don't be the person, you know, saying I'll do it later or, you know, like she's not going to do anything. Like just take the leap of faith. Try it a little bit and, le and, and see where it goes, okay? So I love you guys. I... Very much appreciate that you listened to me. And again, I'm, I'm hoping to grow this platform. So make sure to like it, to share with your friends. 
uh, to train your English maybe while you listen to me. And I love you all.